Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Your hat's strategically dipped below one eye. Your scarf and was apricot. You had one eye in the mirror. You watched yourself go by. Is that uh, paying homage to Mark Spector here joining us in the broadcast? <laughs> Welcome, everybody. I, I love that. That is going back there, man. That Carly Simon. That's a great Carly song. Carly Simon in 1976 or something. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, Bob Stoffer joining you from Rogers Place in Ice District. This is Oilers Now, where guests receive gift certificates to Roos Chris. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow Sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers Now sent you. Yeah, what's the line in there you probably think this song is about you that's yes. like that's like when i make my little comments once in a while and i get texts hey were you talking about me on the show today and i'm like well you can interpret it any way you want so yeah. all right uh anyhow uh, by the way do we do we ever find out who she was actually was, no. she, was it warren Beatty? is that who she I was know right? nothing you I know, know nothing about Car- all right if, if somebody can text us on the ashley fine floors te- <laughs> and it is bono's birthday but specs not the biggest youtube fan no, i like you too okay well we'll come out well, at least they came from this Century. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's also Dave Mason's birthday. We're saving that one for John Shannon. We just disagree a little bit later on. We might disagree in this next segment. Uh, we'll tell you, guests in the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's open Tuesday through Sunday from 5 p.m. until close and on order game day Mondays. It's the greatest steak you've ever had. Follow the sizzle to 9990 Jasper Avenue and tell Chris and Chef Eltaf that Oilers now sent you. Uh, Mark Spector's appearances on the show are brought to you by Genstar. Find your peaceful oasis tucked away in Northeast Edmonton with Crystalina Nira, a Genstar community. Spec, mm-hmm. it's time. Oh, wait a sec here. Uh, <laughs> that's not the answer we were looking for, but thank you very much. <laughs> well, we're getting, well, guys are having fun with the fact that that's Spec's theme song when he comes on the show now. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, it, it was what it was on Monday night, and what it was wasn't good enough. And I don't have an explanation for what happened. Um, you know, and, and and here's here's the challenge that I had. Edmonton, I was surprised by a couple of calls in Game One and Game Two early, mm-hmm. and that worked to the Oilers' advantage. And I will tell you that a couple non-calls at 6:30 and 4:30 left in the first period in a one-one game 
could have altered the course of the direction because the Oilers weren't playing very good, but the one thing they got is a great power play, yep. and the Vegas Golden Knights can't kill penalties. They weren't killing penalties against Winnipeg. and So to me, that was the only thing I'd say is, all right, how do you miss the one on Hyman? How do you miss the one on Bouchard, especially since that's what you said you're going to take out of the game? The one on Yamamoto, I understood the missing in the corner because that happens. A bunch of guys in there battling for bucks, sticks get up. All that said, the Oilers were nowhere near good enough in that hockey game from start to finish, and they kind of deserved what they got. Yeah, you can. Like, uh, I don't. You know, I'm not walking out of that rink talking about referees, that's for sure. Not in the 5 1 game that Vegas won. You know, they had five on five. They won every inch of that game. Yep. So, sure. Could the Oilers have got a call, ripped off a power play goal, got a little momentum? Okay, yeah, they could have for sure. Yep. But. You know what? You can't stand around waiting for the refs to hand you a hockey game here either. Or opportunity. you got to take the opportunity by earning a penalty five on five when you have the puck and you're controlling it and they have to take you down or they get a parallel stick. So the Oilers would tell you the same thing. They weren't anywhere near good enough in game three. And uh, I fully suspect uh, and expect, Bob, that they will be more than good enough tonight. This will, you know, I would say this to you. I, I think the Oilers will win tonight, and they better win because they're going to bring their best effort. If the effort I think they'll give you tonight doesn't win, then Houston, we got a problem. <laughs> We've got lots of responses, by the way. Who's Carly Simon singing about? Uh, Jeff says she's singing about James Taylor. Ah, oh, that sounds familiar. Really? Uh, we have uh, another one that says she is singing about Carrot Top. I don't think she's singing about sure Carrot, Carrot Top. Top was born. I, yeah. Song came out. Uh, is there anything that Carrot Top was any good in that was? I don't know. Wasn't that part of the Norm Macdonald skit? Carrot with, Top. He made a movie. What was her name? Courtney Thomas something. Okay. And they were on. Uh, <laughs> they were on Conehead. He's in Vegas now. Carrot Top. Yeah. And so they're on with the late Norm Macdonald, and they were having fun, uh, and she was kind of being Norm was being Norm, and the the name was Chairman. The name of the they. The, Conan goes, what's the name of the movie? Because it's with Carrot Top. And, and so Norm interrupts. First of all, Norm goes, oh, the movie's with Carrot Top. I know the name of the movie. Box Office Failure was the line. And then he, she, so Conan's all, you know, oh, come on. What's the name of the movie? Chairman of the Board was the name of the movie. And then Norm goes, yeah, with Board spelled B-O-R-E-D. It's one of the greatest uh, talk show moments of all time. All right. So uh, Mick Jagger. We're, we're hearing that she's singing about Mick Jagger. There you go. Wow. There you go. So, again, you can text us. It's not, it was not Mick, Mick Jagger, even though he thought it was uh, when he did backup vocals on it. There you go. This, the, the music. Listen, you can't call Mick Jagger vain. Like, when, it ain't bragging if you could do it. And he could do it. Right? And so could Warren Beatty, frankly, if it was Warren Whatever. Beatty or Ryan O'Neill or whoever it was of that era at that time. So when do you think we start talking hockey on this show? Oh, stop, Speck. I got three <laughs> hours to fill, man. Like, our. All right, let's get to Mark, break it down. Why has Vegas uh, been able to thwart the orders in two or three games? Give me three keys right now. Well, Go. they play the uh, – Bruce Cassidy was asked 10 minutes ago, is it possible for both teams to play their best game? And he said, you know, probably not because they're a high offensive dynamic team that wants to skate and I got, score I got guys and go up and down the ice. Yep. And – he says, we want to stop them, and we want to thwart them. We, want to, we don't want them to cycle. We don't want them to possess the puck. So he says, yeah, it's probably true. I don't think both of us can walk away from a game saying we played exceptionally well. So styles make the fight, Bob, right? Styles make the fight. And these are awkward styles. They're, they're awkward in a way for Edmonton, 
and they got to find a way through. He's got to find a way through. So, Mark, here's what I found puzzling with some people because they'd say, well, LA is going to be the most difficult matchup that Edmonton's got. I'm like, what? Like, LA. Well, a lot of people well, thought that. LA was, a, LA was a good team, but Vegas finished ahead of the Oilers. Vegas is a deeper scoring team than Los Right? They're a better team. They're a better team. Both, and both LA and Vegas had goaltending issues during the year. Now, here yeah. is a little caveat that I want to put in place with Vegas because I have a lot of respect for Al Vegas's run. Mm-hmm. As you know, I really like Kelly McCrimmon. He's a smart, shrewd yeah, guy. Good organization. Good organization. They went out and brought the goalie whisperer in. This is a team that won four games in four nights with four different goalies. Yes. Part of that happens because of the confidence that gets built in their guardians. Part of its style, Cassidy's a good coach. But I wonder whether or not a guy like Sean Burke yeah. salvage, salvage Mike Smith after he's broken out of Tampa, salvage Devin Dubnik after he's broken in Edmonton, Nashville, Montreal. Devin couldn't even play in the American League by the end of that year. And now look what, you know, had Carey Price played at his all-time best a couple of years ago in Montreal, and look what he's done in uh, uh, yeah. Vegas. It's amazing. Like, when the season started, we all said, ah, Vegas can't win the Pacific. Not with that goaltending. And uh, they've got enough. I'm not going to tell you that goaltending's really had a ton to do with this thing. I mean, in in the first game that they won, Edmonton got four past Brossois. It's not like he's, we walked out of that rink saying, oh, they got goalied. Um and in the 5-1 game, they just didn't put any pressure on Aiden Hill, not nearly enough. So, you know what? They're they're kind of like, what can you say? Vegas isn't reliant on a goalie, I guess is what I'd tell you. They're not reliant on a goalie winning a game for them. Uh, and maybe that's how you have to be when your goalies have names like Laurent Brassois and Aiden Hill and Jonathan Quick, who's not the old Jonathan Quick anymore, right? And uh, who's the guy? Uh, Logan Tom- Well, Logan Thompson's Logan the Logan Thompson. Patera's their third stringer here. Logan Thompson's not here. Like Those are all names that don't strike fear into your heart, but they've got a that's team. They won the Pacific, and they're up 2-1 in the series. So they've got to be doing something right. They won the Pacific without having Mark Stone for half the year, and I think yeah. we've seen. Spec, here's a stat for you. How tough a, is he, eh? A, a, a useless stopper stat for you. Every one of their defensemen is plus four better in the playoffs. All right. Okay. Their their third line, which figures, uh, which has Stevenson at 55% in the circle with Stone. Those guys both have double-digit goals in eight games and Howden on the left side. That's a really good third line. Like, that's, I mean, that allows them to play Eichel and Carlson on different lines. And they're strong down the, this is a real, I guess that's the point I'm making. Like, you're in the final eight. You're playing, they're good too. That's, like, people need to remember that. Like, this is. They're good. So, you know. So what do you do? You're going against a team with three and four good, strong, solid lines. Uh, When you're Woody, do you put, you know, does that mean you put Drysaddle and McDavid on separate lines to better combat what you're getting for Vegas? Or do you play together? Well, part of the problem that Edmonton's had is the productivity has not been there from Nugent Hopkins. Again, I read the stat. I mean, he's got the most expected goals uh, uh, out there without scoring an actual goal of anybody in the playoffs. So he's been a little bit snake bit. He doesn't, I think it's fair to say, he don't look quite right to me, but we don't have any idea what the injury situation is on anybody. Hyman was clearly compromised after the Hague oh, for the sure. night, right? Yeah, let's see and Kane's tonight. still trying to come. Like, those three guys aren't at, to me, they're not at the productivity level that they, well, they're, they're not at the productivity level that they were last year in the playoffs. No. That weakens Edmonton's ability to play five-on-five. Agree or disagree? Oh, absolutely. It's three of their top six players. Yeah. You know, for sure. But I guess I would counter that with maybe 
Nugent Hopkins has a better chance of, of finding the net and, and getting out of this thing if his centerman is Drysaddle or McDavid. 100%. As opposed to if his centerman is uh, Bukestad. Do you know what's been a little bit surprising? Uh, and, and again, the goal share is even, but the line of McLeod, Fogle, and Derek Ryan, like if you look at the advanced analytics on that line, they, like it's been good. They've been really good. So here's another difference. Like Vegas comes at you with the same four lines all the time. Edmonton's got a completely different look every line. Every period. <laughs> like, Woodcroft moves his lines around a lot. First, you start with 11 guys. So that means you're always going to have a third line that's got a new centerman seemingly every shift. Uh, but honestly, like, he plays with Dry and McDavid apart. He plays with them together. I get it. That's his style. And, and the versatility and the ability to be able to do that at the drop of a hat, mid-game, change my lines all around, everyone's familiar with each other. So that is a positive for sure. But but Woodcroft is he goes to the, you know he goes to the mix it up school of line building, <laughs> and you know what it's the old story in sports, Bob. If you win with it, it was a good idea. If you don't win with it, guys like you and me second guess you. <laughs> well, and, but I also when you get into the final eight, like last year at Edmonton lost to Colorado, was just like Colorado's better. They were better. I I yep. like Vegas is not. We're not at that we're, in that series here. We're right, not in and, and no the chance. other thing is the Oilers have, in their three losses so far in the playoffs, they've responded with three wins and outscored teams fourteen and seven. Yep. They've been able to bounce back. I got to ask you this, Beck. Uh, George Larocque came on the show, uh, master of understatement on Monday, and called the core four in Toronto, quote unquote, losers. At which point I politely interrupted George and said, George, I respectfully disagree. They're not losers. Well, okay, but, but, but maybe- is is there a difference between McDavid and are you are you know, you are one of your themes, there were other themes, but after the Chicago loss, you, you know, you talked about those, those guys were productive in that loss. Now, based on what Connor Leon have done over the last two playoff years, are do you see those guys differently than you see the guys in Toronto? Well, yeah, I think when George talks calls those guys losers, what he's trying to say to you is they're not winners. Right. He's not calling them a bunch of losers. Right. He's saying they don't know how to win. Yeah. And I don't see how you could possibly argue that. The Toronto Maple Leafs as an organization don't know how to win. Their top guys don't know how to win. I don't think their coach knows how to win. And the, their GM has not shown us he knows how to build a winner. This, I'm, I'm not, this is not opinion here. This is plain fact. Anyone, everybody knows the record. Uh, and when you look at the top guys in Edmonton, that's one thing you got to say. When they need a win... You know, those guys take them to a win. When I go back to the L.A. series last year, when I go back to the L.A. series this year, when it's, you know, when you're down 3 nothing after the first period in game four and it ain't looking very good, who drags you out of that hole? That's why you don't tweet after the first period. Yeah, well, I tweet in real time, Bob. I tweet the same thing. Yeah, I know. You're, you're like that ink stand wrench that I makes that real press, time. Bo- press box wag. Hey, so, I say stuff on, on during the course of a broadcast, well, too, in real time. in real time. And sometimes I'm wrong as a result of it. Jack will count the 9,433 days. So, yes. uh, but I think that's, like, if you're a fan of the Oilers, you got to look at your main guys. Uh, this is no scoop. This has been going on for a long time. These guys are gamers. Dry Seidel has a high ankle sprain. He doesn't sit around licking his wounds. He goes, Let's oh, face it, last year points. verified it for everybody. Absolutely. Right. And look at McDavid. The game, you know, that game he had in game six in L.A. last year. I'll never forget that game. Like, like, I'll never forget that game. Mark, again, the numbers. So going into the playoffs this year, both Marner and Matthews had played 39 career playoff games and had 33 points. Yep. McDavid had 33 points in 16 games last year, and Leon had 16 points in 32 on a broken ankle. He had a broken <laughs> ankle and played his way through through it, limped around like Tony yeah. Gabriel in 77 Grey Cup game <laughs> and made play, and found a way to make plays. Uh, so, 
any way tra- Ted Provost these days? Yes, any way that uh, <laughs> any way that uh, Toronto can come back? By the way, no, no, not with uh, third string goalie. You know, that, listen, there's a like we'll need a, a full pot of coffee, Bob, or a couple of jugs of beer if you want to get into what's wh- how the lease went wrong. Like it goes they way. Added, they've got, they are deep on defense. They're deep in a lot of places, but their goaltending is average. Well, right, the goaltending is yeah, but it's it's. I th- I think the thing for Skinner that for a lot of and he has not stopped the puck at the rate that he did in the regular season. He's at eight eighty eight right now, nine fourteen in the regular season. Mm-hmm. But he has upside. He's 24. He's going to grow. Yeah, he's, this is a he's a first time playoff performer. Yeah, you know. So uh, listen again. The, the, there's a lot to like. It, the Toronto Maple Leafs really remind me of the Moneyball, Billy Bean, Oakland A's. They built a hell of a regular season baseball team down there using analytics primarily. And what we all learned was when the playoffs came along, it didn't work. The difference is Oakland couldn't afford to keep their best players in Toronto. And they all moved on. Toronto can go get anybody. Right. They can, but Toronto at this point has not built a play a yeah. good playoff team. They built a very poor playoff team. They built an excellent regular season team. I mean, one of the best in the game. But no one can look at me in the eye and say this is a good playoff. Yeah. They're not a good playoff team. I would also series. assert to you, Mark, it's a different game that gets played in the playoffs. Of course, of course a, it is. And the Oilers are trying to evolve. And they, of course you it know is. what? In terms of the depth, they're a little bit behind Vegas. Yes. Like remember, Vegas didn't have any 18 to 22 year old players when they broke in the NHL because yeah. everybody got to protect those guys. Yeah, so they got a bunch of veterans, right? Right. And they have a and this they've got a like, they got lots of guys with over 80 to 100 games played. The Oilers are growing into yep. that team. That said, this series isn't over. So you think Edmonton's got a better chance to come back than the Leafs? Oh, 5,000%. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, I. Well, the one thing about the Oilers, the good news, if there is good news, about losing seven consecutive game ones in series is these guys have no issues with coming back in a series. This is a team, they came back in a series just last round. They came back in a series against L.A. last year. They, you know... A 2-1 deficit. No one's getting out of bed that plays for this team going, geez, I'm not sure, guys. They're absolutely sure. So I'm going to throw a total curveball at you. Gerard Gallant was fired, or not fired, mutually parted ways on Saturday. I think you know where I'm going to go here. Can the New York Rangers hire a guy who's never been an NHL head coach but is today's coach, a guy who breeds offensive confidence in their players, knows their players and their system better than anybody because he's been coaching them, not the sexiest guy, the only major junior coach in history of four straight 50-win seasons, two of which occurred after Connor McDavid left. He's uh, taken a WHL and an OHL team to the Memorial Cup. He's in the third round of the playoffs in the American Hockey League on a team that traded away all their prospects over the last couple of years. Can they... Can they look at, and should we read anything to the fact that on back-to-back days, the New York Post had two separate stories on Chris Knobloch, including one by Larry Brooks? Could would that make, could they go that? I mean, the Oilers have gone go the Jay Woodcroft route. Okay, here's the difference. How many NHL staffs has Knobloch been on? One, Phillies. For how many years? Two, with okay. Hackstall. So Woodcroft had how many years on NHL staffs? Like 14 or something? Between starting as a video guy in Detroit to working his way up there to going to San Jose for all those years to coming up to Edmonton. He went to Philadelphia in, or sorry, he went down to Bakersfield in 1819. So yeah. from 05 until 1819, that's 13 seasons. Okay, so 13. In, so, in a variety of roles. So 
I'm not here to say that Knobloch can't do the job. I'm sure he can. Like he's obviously he's got more smart. head coaching experience than Jay. In the minors, yes. Uh, he's a smart... Same amount in the minors. Same amount in the AHL, but way more head coaching from the time he was in junior because he was a okay, head coach in sure. junior for eight years. Coaching the New York Rangers in the Big Apple is not coaching the Erie Otters. Right. So, no, Bob, no, it's, it's not. Big but he knows their players in Hartford. I, know it does. I, I guarantee he can do the job. I'm just trying to play president of the New York Rangers, right. and I'm going back and forth on, do I hey, want to supposed guy or to, not? We're supposed to be winning a cup here, and this is the guy that's going to push us over the goal line? That's exactly it, right? There's a little of that. But the other side of the coin is, you know, look at, I mean, I guess I'd say, look at Woodcroft. His record here has been fabulous. He's done a good job walking in here, but he's got a ton more experience in NHL rooms than Knobloch has. It is not the same thing. I've heard that comparison. It's not the same thing. Valid points by you. Hey, thanks for joining us. That you got quick. any music requests to X-Row the... Uh, I kind of favor Cordelia once in a while, a car on the way home. Like Tragically Hip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that might be their best tune. Now, uh, can you, do you know what that song's about, Cordelia? Uh, I don't think I'll want to talk about that on the air. What's it about? Well, King Lear. King 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 Lear. Yes, Cordelia was the honest daughter. King Lear had two daughters that basically gave him the impression that he was the greatest of all time. Okay. And King uh, Lear's the one that got stabbed in the eye, right? And Cordelia was the daughter that told him the truth and told him what he really needed to hear. Not bad. There you go. Thanks, Beck, for coming by. Happy to be here, Bob. Just happy to be here. <laughs> We're going to have a little bit of fun when we return. It's 12.55 in Edmonton. This is Oilers Now. Old antiques a man alone can Takes all your power Everybody, Bob Stoffer, Brendan S. Scott with you. And it is time. It is time for Oilers Game Day Trivia brought to you by Pro-Am Sports Fan Cave and Fan Gear Specialists for all budgets in Edmonton and St. Albert on at proamsports.ca. Here we go. It's a uh, kind of a recent question, and frankly, it's really easy. You should be able to get it in uh, about an Edmonton second. So here we go. Evander Kane knocked out which antagonist uh, when Evander was uh, a member of the Atlanta Thrashers um, he knocked this guy out in the next week in one of the uh, first fights in his NHL career up for grabs a $50 GC uh, you got a Texas on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 7804960063 Oilers game day trivia for Prom Sports $50 GC Prom Sports has got everything you uh, need who did Evander knock the blank out uh, when he was a member of the Atlanta Thrashers, the guy who was with the Pittsburgh Penguins at this time. He'd also played with the Vancouver Canucks. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Randy Kilburn and come back uh, for our friends at Wow Factor Desserts with Brian Lawton.